Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, Tom was telling us this, uh, I guess, couple in Pittsburgh. They had a dog ate an envelope with $4,000 cash inside. They had to wait two days, and they recovered most of the money and took it to the bank. Yeah, they lost yeah. like, I think, five or $600. Yeah. But everything they could find serial numbers for, the bank accepted and replaced it with new clean money. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But we're getting all kinds of texts and also phone calls about the weirdest thing your pet has eaten before. We did see a story, Great Dane in Oregon ate 40 Three and a half socks Ugh. and had to have surgery to get them taken out. <laughs> I don't even own that many. I don't, I don't either, man. No. But uh, feel free to call in or text in 1-800-360-937. Okay. All right, we got the phone call now. Hello. Hey, I got a dog story for you. We couldn't figure out why we weren't getting no ripe tomatoes out of the garden. We caught our... You caught your dog eating tomatoes? <laughs> mm. She was eating our tomatoes off the vine as they got ripe. And she loves sweet corn. She'll clean a cob off better than anybody else. Wow, that sounds kind of like my daughter. She can eat some sweet corn, too. All right, thank you for calling. B93.7, hello. Yes, my daughter's dog, which is my grand dog. <laughs> your grand dog. He destroyed a $500 money order. Oh, no. Oof. Luckily, she was able to get her money back, but it was still a pain. Did she have to follow it around with a pooper scooper? <laughs> B93.7, oh, really? hello. <laughs> hey, I have a dog story for you. My dog taught himself how to open the refrigerator and eat the leftovers. Your dog opens the refrigerator <laughs> door and eats the food in the fridge? It was actually a couple of years ago. I had four cups in the refrigerator was going to take for lunch, and they were gone, and I said to the family... Who ate the pork chops and nobody would pass out. So <laughs> went to work all kicked off. The next day I had chicken in the refrigerator. And I left to go somewhere and forgot something and came in. And he would take his paw and just pop the door and eat whatever was on the bottom of the shelf. So how would you fix that? <laughs> I literally had to bungee cord my refrigerator open until I could get it side by side. So you must have felt pretty bad blaming everyone else for eating the food when it was your dog the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't talk to my family for two days. <laughs> well, I think you win the award for the most unusual, for, <laughs> for sure. sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling. B93.7, hello. Hey, how are you? We're good. good. Thanks for hanging out with us. Good. Yes. Okay, so we had an Australian Shepherd as well. Uh-huh. And... She went out and ate one of our chickens. We didn't know she ate the dang chicken. Wow. And then she comes inside and throws it up. Oh. Oh. 
So she, I assume this is a live chicken. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. Okay. Yeah, it was a live chicken. Like they weren't very big yet, but she started dry heaving, and I tried to get her out the door, oh, and she yeah. barfed it up all over our carpet. Uh, mm. Did you hear? She got upset with me for not knowing for sure if it was a live chicken. Yeah. Not all yeah. of us have live chickens on our property. Okay, but they yeah, could have been a cooked chicken. A but but she said she went outside. Like you keep a. It might have a picnic or something. Okay. It could have been like on the Christmas story when the Bupkis' dogs came in and no. ate the turkey. It's a live chicken throwing up in her oh. kitchen. Was it still the yellow kind uh, of chicken, the cute ones? It was a little bigger than that. Like, yeah. it was half grown. Okay. So it was like oh. chunky chicken soup. Yeah, but was, Gross. <laughs> yeah, that was still a pretty big chicken. And she yeah. was a miniature Australian Shepherd, so oh. that was quite a load. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's an all-you-eat chicken buffet for that doll. <laughs> I know, I know. And you guys... You guys crack me up every morning. Like, we have the same sense of humor. I would uh, love to be on the radio with you if you ever had, like, guests come on the radio. So, so what's your name? My yeah, name is sure. Missy, and I think you guys are the best. Well, well you're too Aww. kind. We love you. <laughs> I love you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hawk and Tom, good morning. Good morning. How are y'all? Hi, good. How are you doing? What's the craziest thing that your dog or pet's eating? Actually, a whole... Uh, cell phone charging cord. <laughs> wow. wow! Did you just take just him out for a walk cat. afterwards and treat it like a leash? <laughs> <laughs> it was more like a magic show. Just kept pulling and pulling yeah. and pulling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, how do you charge that phone? You got to wait for a rover. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a cat, and I had to have it removed instead of you know. And actually doing it on, it, on its own. Oh, oh, how big yeah. is that cat? It's just a cord. I was thinking about the charger that plugs into the wall, too. Sorry. Yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> she did leave the ends for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we love you. Love you all, too. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> We're getting some text here, and there's a theme oh, about this whole, like, the cord and everything. Someone oh, yeah. says, we had a dog that ate a ball of string. She literally pooped and puked string. It was hanging out both ends. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> there's another one that says, I've had several cats and dogs eat Easter basket grass. It usually comes out the other end halfway, and then they run around chasing the grass that is still <laughs> stuck in the rear end. That's entertainment right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chocolate eggs right there. Well, speaking oh, of that, that, someone says, my dog ate poop out of the toilet because my child did not flush yeah. after themselves. Oh, I, you know, a lot of dogs drink out of the toilet. Well, drinking oh. out of the toilet's all right. I know. Eating, I don't know why dogs eat poop. It's like, what can they... And there's supposedly there's a, something you can put on poop <laughs> to keep them from eating the poop. Yeah. What makes poop taste worse than poop? Yeah. Well, how do you know how it tastes? I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it smells like. Yeah, it's got to be pretty bad stuff if it uh, smells and uh, tastes worse than poop. Yeah, well, I don't know what that is they put on there, but they actually have a substance that's bad enough to make poop less appetizing. Well, we're getting all kinds of phone calls and texts. 1-800-386-0937. Feel free to uh, participate in our group therapy this morning. What is the craziest thing your pet has swallowed? Hawk and Tom on B93.7. Hey, good morning. This is the Hawk and Tom Show. We're taking calls for group therapy. The craziest thing your dog has eaten today. Yeah, go ahead and let us know uh, what happened with your dog. Several years ago, a friend of mine and my daughter took a jar of glitter from the arts and crafts and poured it all over the dog. Oh, wow. Um, Needless to say, his poop was sparkling, she said, for over a week. Wow. So uh, did he lick the glitter off? 
Yeah, so when he went to clean himself, he was licking up the glitter as well, which made his poop very sparkly. So, <laughs> That's so hysterical. Still laugh about it, and that was about 10 years ago. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, you hear this story, though, and wouldn't you want to experiment, too, now? Just I mean, to see. I think it's a good idea just to put it in their food. They make human pills that you can take, and it will glitterify. <laughs> <laughs> we should all do that. Yeah. And then take That's pictures. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that would be a new form of glitter bomb. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we love you. Oh, have a great day, y'all. Love you, you too. Morning. We love you. Bye-bye. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, the cold weather has affected the United States in a lot of different ways. We've got some massive snow in some areas. We're down in the 20s here, which is crazy. In fact, Walmart has issued a statement saying it asked all of its customers to wear two pair of pajamas when they come into the store. (laughs) By the way, it was 18 at my house when I left this morning. Wow. And I saw over the weekend it's supposed to have have another cold 16. Yeah, 16 degrees. I will not be leaving my house this weekend. Well, (laughs) Chicago was really, really frozen down, and they're learning about a new problem with the electric cars or electric vehicles. Uh, What's that? The Teslas in particular were being highlighted on the news but a lot of people don't know their science from you know high school or middle school and so they may not realize that batteries perform very poorly in the cold Uh, everything about batteries doesn't do well in the cold in fact if you ever buy a battery for your car it has something called cca or cold cranking amps and that is a measurement that tells you how many amps of current you get whenever it is cold outside or 32 degrees. Okay. Because that's when you're going to need the battery to work the most and when it's least likely to. So you have to have a minimum power rating. Do they do poorly in the summertime when it's really hot, too? It is not as bad. Okay. It can, yes, but not as bad. I do. I feel like I don't perform as well in the heat. See, I was going to say I need some of this CCR. Cold cranking amps. (laughs) Yeah. CPR. (laughs) I need Um, that for the wintertime. But as a result, the Teslas in Chicago were literally just like a graveyard of cars by all the charging stations because Mm. a normal charge that would take 45 minutes was taking two and a half hours (laughs) and the batteries weren't working well or lasting as long once they were charged. Can you imagine going to Sphinx to fill up and you have to sit there for two hours in that line <laughs> i cannot imagine that actually could you imagine looking at the stock market and you're like tesla oh i should not have bought stock in tesla well the good news is this is a rare exception for it to be that cold and thank goodness for global warming we won't have as much of that. <laughs> yeah but um but seriously warming. the uh, a lot of the tesla owners were kind of caught by surprise by this in which again they didn't remember high school science or they didn't read the manuals, because I'm sure it says some stuff in there about cold right, weather. Yeah. But uh, as a result, there's a lot of people who are you know, trying to get their cars charged in other places. And they do say, obviously, your house, if you have power, is where you would charge up. But a lot of the homes were without power, so they would go to the charging station, and those would be super slow. Mm. So there's That's a lot a of people that are upset and frustrated right now. Good. Sounds like if I ever move up north, I'm getting a Tesla, so I have an excuse to not go to work. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. an interesting way to look at uh-huh. it. I did see a meme. It says, with the cold temperatures, please lower your heat so we can save enough energy to charge the Teslas. Because <laughs> <laughs> they need to be charged. Your neighbor's going to be knocking around on the doors. Could you guys turn your, your temperature down a little? Because I need to charge my car. It's 19 degrees, but you open the door in like swim trunks. 
You're like, why? Yeah. What's wrong? It's 80 in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's sweating. you. You're the reason I can't charge my car. But uh, And it's not just Teslas, but Teslas are the ones getting all the publicity for it because they are probably the biggest EV car out there right now. Uh, so that is something to consider. And I'm certainly, I, there's things I like about some electric cars, the sporty ones especially. But that's something to make sure you consider, especially if you're up north. What's going to happen when, uh, you know, this billion dollars that Biden's put aside for electric buses, what's going to happen when school kids need to go to school on a cold day? Well, they're going to get a day off. No, the kids are for this. Yeah, kids no, are like, of course. Democrat. Real quick, you know, like, what if you if you leave your cell phone in the car overnight? Mm-hmm. Is that does that's that not matter? good for it's your car good. and how, for your phone? I mean, yeah. and it can mess with the battery some. How how does that how, how does that happen? Science and math. Do you not go to the bathroom at some point before you go to bed <laughs> and realize you don't have your phone? Uh, that's a good point, Kato. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you just leave it in no. the car. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's usually in my pocket yeah. for yeah. twenty two hours out I of the day. I, I don't. Okay, I don't. I'm not around my phone that much. Okay, but Kato's right. How do you go to the bathroom and not notice? Are you reading the back of a shampoo bottle uh, again? Apparently, <laughs> I have to change some ways. What has gotten into me? I'm just surprised. I can't believe anyone goes to the bathroom anymore without their phone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You ever, like, leave to go get your phone because you forgot it? You can do the crab walk. (laughs) (laughs) I was afraid Tori was going to be like, no, I don't do that. But instead, she's, like, worse than all of us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be in there a while, John. (laughs) It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. If a doctor Googled you, would he find something that you've been lying about? I don't think so. Have you thought about that? (laughs) You might think I was lying. Okay. All right. Because they say your doctors, they actually do Google their patients, and it's more and more common now. Really? Which you kind of think, is that going beyond what they should be doing in the relationship, the the patient-doctor relationship? I've never met a doctor who did that much after you walked out. Yeah, and at that point, you pretty much are in a relationship. Like, calm down, stalker. Yeah. Sheesh. (laughs) I mean, they're probably not telling you, but it's easy to find out information because you're volunteering so much information out there. Uh, on the internet, so the doctor sees you and he's like, "Oh, you know what? He's overweight, and uh, he says that he's been exercising, but I don't think he is." <laughs> now, is your page not private? Like my no. personal page? No, unless you're my friend, you can't see my stuff. I ain't got nothing to hide, Kato. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, look the shirt he's wearing. <laughs> what does that mean? No, I, would, I would hide that. It looks like that old people candy that you have wrapped up, <laughs> the Brock's candy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, excuse me, uh, Mr. Brawny. <laughs> I do have my Brawny shirt on. Uh, we like at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you need some paper towels or some candies? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, I want to Google him just to see his taste in fashion. <laughs> but your shirt does look delicious, by the way. Yeah, it just looks like you need to go cut down a tree. Yeah. It's like I want to lick it to see if the flavors yeah. come out in the color. Yeah, there you go. Strawberry and blueberry. I can hear you. They say Googling (laughs) is natural for our generation now, and that knowing more about the patient is, you know, it it builds more empathy for them as well. It doesn't sound like it. But you know what, though? If a doctor, you know, where, where, where do you draw the line? What do you mean? Where they're Googling you and stuff. I mean, you don't. They're allowed to. It's part of the free world. It's kind of like when someone takes a picture of you in public, you can't say anything about it. I mean, I wouldn't. 
I, you know, I think my doctor knows more about me than anyone else. Exactly. In fact, he's told me, that, but that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Just be quiet. I don't care what you do. You need to drink. When man. your doctor says TMI to you, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty bad. Ain't but, it? I mean, I, I tell him everything. I just want to be up front. Now, I might not, you know, say everything. But well, now, some people are saying things. the only legitimate reason that a doctor should Google you is if it's some safety issue. I'm sorry, but it's public information. They can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. So you're okay with your doctor I'm, Googling you? I, yeah, if it's something you can find on the Internet, it's not secret, so why not? And my page is private. I really don't have anything to hide. But it's, you say your page, but Google is like everything about you that's online. Yeah, but I mean, like my Facebook, you but, can't see right, all my but he's not necessarily going to see your Facebook. He would just see your stuff that's posted everywhere. Well, Gosh, a lot of patients... In, see what he's looking at. A lot of your patients are actually Googling, Googling you, doctors. <laughs> well, yeah, they've got those health grade things now. Too. Exactly, but your doctor Googling you, uh, a lot of people say they're not comfortable with that because I think they're not as honest as you are, Tom. Well, I mean, it's your doctor. They've got, like, isn't there some law that says they ain't allowed to tell nobody what you do? HIPAA laws? Well, but still, a lot of people, they don't feel comfortable. Like, they, and I don't know why. I mean, I think the best thing you could ever do for yourself is not lie to your doctor. Even if you're like, you say, ah, you know, I don't drink or I don't smoke or any of those bad habits for you. If you do them, you should go ahead and tell him. Probably because so. Because he's going to go Google you on Facebook, and you're going to be there with your friends and have a beer in your hand. The only downside <laughs> to telling your doctor everything is they write that stuff down on your records, mm-hmm. and other people get to see it later. Yeah, I used to cut up with my doctor, and we would say all kinds of crazy things, and then they started having someone sit in. Right. And I was still cutting up. And when I got that little uh, synopsis of my visit, yeah. it was listing everything I was joking with him about. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, that's not, I don't want this in my records. What was that person doing typing that kind of, they, they should have known we were just cutting up. So now I will, I don't say much. Well, I, I know April at Dr. Sandin's office has told me before that I leave messages on my chart. And she's like, those go on your record. You don't need to be saying that because I'll joke around. <laughs> And she's like, you don't want that on the permanent record, so now I can't joke around on my chart anymore. And sometimes your jokes are kind of crass. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see the ones you send here yeah. on the group group email, and I'm like, why would you like, send who, that? Who has time to joke and type on, on my chart jokes? I don't. Even, well, it's <laughs> not jokes. I'm sending them a message, and I add a little funny comment while I'm doing it. How much time do you spend on my chart? I'm just kind of curious because I never get on my chart. I don't even know my my chart password. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I pay my bill a lot of times. My chart? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or I'll go and you know, usually I'll check in early if yeah. I have an appointment. I'll do go the auto there. check in too when you get there. It knows you're there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do. I must be doing it wrong. Then. You're yeah. not doing it at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, if you ever get a new job, there's a few mistakes that you could make that will start you off bad. I'm going to tell you those mistakes so you can avoid them if you want to. Hmm. Um, Probably the biggest mistake you can make at a new job is acting like you already know everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, you may feel like you'll look incompetent if you ask too many questions, but they say that not asking questions will slow you down and keep you from learning how things actually operate. Now, that's an area where if I was at a new job of, of a place I didn't know what I was supposed to do, I would definitely ask questions. I would also observe and try to learn, but I would not be afraid to say, okay, I've never made uh, bicycles before, so what is the first step to this? What, especially in radio, because you accidentally press the wrong button and you have no idea what is now going on air. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw a video on this, and, I, and your humble approach is very good, Tom. But they say a lot of people walk in there and they'll act like they know everything and they especially do it in front of the boss. And what the boss won't tell you is the boss is like any other person. They have insecurities, nothing, all kinds of stuff going on. So if you do that stuff in front of the boss, you might not get as promoted as quickly because you're not as well liked or received by the boss when you come in like you know it all. Mm. Yeah. See, I would say so the boss, you would be like, oh, look, he knows that I know how to do this job. Mm. Yeah, but, they um, say you got to pay attention to the personalities of the boss. Figure that out as well. Okay. Well, this is referring specifically to the knowledge of how to do the job, too. Mm-hmm. Now, they say being antisocial is also a bad idea. Maybe you're shy because it's a new place and you don't really know people very well. But that is a mistake at a new job. You need to go ahead and force yourself to talk to people and build connections because you don't want them saying things like, has anyone talked to the new person yet? (laughs) (laughs) My problem is I'm overly social. Like I'll walk in and I'll be bop around yeah. everybody's cubicles and I'll be like, "You've been here for an hour and you haven't done anything." Yeah, she hasn't oh, shut yeah. up since she walked in I the know. door. I mean, yeah, yeah, it works here. <laughs> it depends on the morning. Sometimes Tori will come in and won't say a word, and then the next morning it's like, "Wow, where did she come from? Is that the same Tori?" I know she's not. She's yeah. the nice Tori. It actually <laughs> has a lot to do with how much sleep she got the night 100%. before. Hundred percent. Well, me too. Mm-hmm. But do you know you talk too much sometimes? 
No, I um, don't do even know talk to you half sometimes? the time. I meant that in the most positive sometimes. way possible. <laughs> She's not the only one, Hawk. <laughs> that side of the room is rude. Y'all are rude. Tom talks a lot, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We enjoy each other's companies. Y'all just sit in your corners. Right. Called, it's called work. You are not. You're on Facebook. <laughs> I, I'm on work Facebook. I don't uh-huh. do I very sure. seldom do anything Real personal too. When here. you hear Tori say, you know what, Tom, should I buy this on Amazon? <laughs> like, I was literally about to say, I'm on work Amazon. Yes. <laughs> it's like, right. she'll get Tom's opinion. That, what, what color are you? You think this is a good color? Should I buy this one or this one? And then he spends an hour Googling and searching, <laughs> searching it for that her. product for you. And I appreciate That's it. That's a good friend. Yeah. Right? I know. Yeah. Y'all doing tons of work here. Yes. I'm going yeah. to the ball talk. We may not do as much, but we don't do it wrong. So. Ooh, oh. Burn, David. Tom, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Things you should not do at your new job. Don't badmouth your old job. It's just like relationships. True. If you constantly talk about what was wrong with the old job people are going to think you're negative and they'll start to wonder whether maybe it was you and not the job because hmm. you know the job can't be that horrible that everything was wrong with it and they start to go maybe you just had a bad attitude yeah and along those lines definitely don't talk about how things were done better at the old place you mm-hmm. worked mm-hmm. it's tempting to draw on old experiences to try to help make improvements but if you do it too much your coworkers will see you as an outsider instead of a new teammate yeah i agree yeah. Or are you looking guilty over there? Because I've definitely done that. You do yeah. that a lot. I do. Yeah. I know. Sorry. We used to do it. This is how we used to well, do it. Well, because some things make so much sense. And I'm like, why is it not like that everywhere? But you exclude yourself. This is how we used to do it. And we're not part of that we because we've been doing it here, you know. Wrong. <laughs> but the thing is, the three of us are going, I know they do it wrong here. Yeah, I just you. don't understand them either. Well, that's just like whenever your wife starts talking bad about her family and you think it's okay for you to jump in, but it isn't. Yeah. You get in trouble when you, yeah, you're right. Your mom is a pain. Why are you talking bad about my uh-huh. mom? Uh-huh. <laughs> you were, you started it. Yeah. And those last two actually apply, I think, as on the dating scene as well. Bad mouthing your old ex or talking about how things were better with your old ex. <laughs> Hopefully people know the last one. Yeah, probably. If yeah. not, you deserve what you got. Uh-huh. But uh, those are just some things to try to watch out for. You get what you get and don't pitch a fit. Right? That's what we used to tell <laughs> our kids. Ooh, I'm glad you got the words right. I know. Yeah, I was worried you were going to do that wrong. I scared myself. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to slow down there. Woo, tongue twisters. Hate them. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Our boss walked in the studio the other day, and he was commenting to me about having kids and the holidays and the long weekends, and he says, you know, our family, we are still, like, on the wrong sleep schedule. My kids can't get back to sleep when they're supposed to be. Yeah. Me either. That's happened to our family, too, especially over, like, Christmas holidays. We just start drifting later and later. Our whole family is night owls. If it were up to us, we'd probably be going to bed about the time the sun came up, sleep until about 2 or 3 in the afternoon, and then starting our day. Oh, wow. You guys are zombies. It's our, it's our rhythm, our circadian rhythm or whatever they call uh, it. Vampire it's like, family. It's like those bugs that live underground for 17 exactly. years. Exactly. Cicadas. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what I said. 
So um, it turns out that there's some things you can determine about a person if they are a night owl or not. Now, Tori, do you think you're a night owl? 100%. The first thing I do on vacation, I actively try to mess up my sleep schedule. Okay. Oh, wow. Huh. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Hog? I am not. You're I'm an early virgin. riser. And you know what? I, was, I didn't used to be that way because uh, back in the day, I would be a night owl with you, hanging out with you. We'd mm-hmm. be, you know chumming it up but i've changed my ways you know for me uh, the going out at eight or nine i don't do but i can go out at 2 p.m and stay out to 2 a.m <laughs> yeah. okay wow. but i'm not going out at eight or nine I, because by then i i like to pregame uh, well as far as like on the weekends our job is what's changed me okay They're getting up so early and i can't sleep like if i sleep in on the weekend it's about six thirty. See, wow. I'm about seven thirty. Yeah, I, I make can't. it to at least eight something, and then I go back to sleep. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't. because I'm like I, I just you lay there, and I'm like I want to sleep, and I start praying, Jesus, let help me sleep, and I just get up. Some mornings before work, because my alarm set it for four thirty. There'll be mornings I'll just wake up at two. Yeah, and wide awake, and yeah. I'll, I'll watch TV till my alarm goes off. Yeah. I get up, and get dressed. Yeah. I hate this job. Well, <laughs> if you are like those of us here that are night owls, you're going to find there's some things you may have in common. Okay, sleeping naked is something that night owls tend to do. Tori and Tom, if you sleep in pajamas, you're more likely to get up earlier. And people who are night owls are more likely to have nightmares. Which I don't have as many of those as when I did when I was younger, but I still have some pretty vivid, wild dreams every now and then. I used to have sleep paralysis a lot. Mm-hmm. That is traumatizing if you've never had that. It's not as traumatizing you- as being able to move in your dream and then falling out of bed because you jumped. <laughs> I've I done that. I woke myself up the other night because I was dreaming. And, and we were doing a countdown of a big lineup, and yes, to shout out your number, and all of a sudden I'm like, 22! <laughs> like, and I knew what I said. I'm like, what is going on here? I've had nightmares where I, in my nightmare, I'm screaming, yeah. and I would wake up doing <laughs> and that, screaming, and I'll yeah. be like, like on vacation, sharing a room with you know a relative, and <laughs> yeah. they're like, are you all right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what I do? That you woke up screaming. My wife does it. She'll be like, why are you screaming? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but my screams aren't actual screams. It's like this. Uh, so I sound like a ghost, and John's yeah. like, get out of the room. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> now I will say this: you've talked about sleeping naked all these years on right. the show. And you've been a bad example on my son. Well, I'm and not a bad example. It's a great thing to sleep naked. And I talked to him about it, and he's like, well, Uncle Tom, he sleeps naked. And then it, the worry comes in, like, to, to, to not be helpful is when it's pajama day at school. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he get kicked out? Yeah, he got kicked out twice. Yeah. Wait, he wears the same pajamas to school he wore to sleep? He doesn't have pajamas in sleep. <laughs> he sleeps oh, well, naked. underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I thought, Tom talks about it all the time, I'm going to sleep naked. And so I have tried it three or four times here in the past few months. Mm-hmm. And I will say I do sleep better. Yeah, because honestly. Here, because my underwear and my boxers get caught up in the sheets and Twisting, stuff. And when yeah. I twist, it's like i got to fix my boxers. And so in my sleep, I can feel myself fixing my boxers. But if I'm naked, it just rolls right around. Well, I will say it's tougher <laughs> to sleep on airplanes this way. <laughs> you still, have, you still <laughs> have to be careful sleeping naked. <laughs> okay. It depends on how you that lay. That came out wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just feel them rolling around. Well, oh, heavens. 
They say that uh, people who sleep naked also are more likely to be satisfied with a romantic life. Oh, that explains. Uh, sure. They believe they have a better quality sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times people who sleep naked are bothered by their clothing. That That's very me. much bugs yep. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that the people who sleep naked also do it partly to reduce their eco footprint. Yeah, that's why I do it, too. Why, mm-hmm. why, how's that? You use less AC in the summer because you're cooler. Oh, mm-hmm. but more heat in the winter because well, you're colder. Yeah, you can just throw more blankets on then, though. But I will say this. When I was trying out sleeping naked, I still keep my socks on because I sleep better with socks on. <laughs> and they say you do. Yeah. I so, don't do it myself, but they say that warm feet make you sleep better. So I am not as naked as you would think because I still have my socks on. I would argue that just wearing socks is more naked than being naked. It's more weird. That's yeah. for sure. Weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walking around the house, you know, if you have to get up at night and use the bathroom. My feet stay cold sometimes. <laughs> I will yeah. sleep naked sometimes. Like if I do laundry and I just want to do everything I'm, I've, I've got that's dirty, Yeah. I'll just take them off and wash and climb into bed. You are such a bad example, Tom. There's nothing honest. better than climbing into a bed naked. And what's crazy is I think about you when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It explains the nightmares. I'll be honest. I do too, Tom, every time. I do it. We should call each other next time. <laughs> Tom, are you naked? Can, can we four-way? Yeah. No, it'll be a three-way. Y'all y'all have that. Oh, we, we ain't including you. I he was. said four-way. Yeah, Who are you including did. the dog? He, he, no, he's including his body pillow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have a pillowcase on it. He's <laughs> sleeping naked too. <laughs> It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.